Good evening, it is Thursday the 3rd of August 2017, this is Stephen Davis at Feet for Thoughts. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter again at Feet for Thoughts, that is Feet for Thoughts on Instagram and on Twitter. Just want to say a big thanks to everyone who left some comments regarding my idea for a either a movie segment or a separate station uh, dedicated to my musings over movies, mythology, and meta-narrative. And so I've decided that I will be launching a new station in addition to this one, um, and it will be called Meta, Myth, and Movies. If you search right now, you'll be able to find the station, so find it, favorite it, and stay tuned um, in coming days or weeks when I start actually populating it with some content. Um, but again, I didn't really have um, any long segment for today has been a couple of days since I said anything so I thought you know let me just drop in and you know just drop a few things that have been on my mind um so two things I kind of wanted to touch on the first was whether we as the body of Christ should be a prophetic voice to society and this was really birthed out of the discussion I was having today with some fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord um and this is what I was I was saying that one of the things that baffles me about the housing market especially here in the in, in the UK, is that in London, you need an average household income of £70,000. That's equivalent to $92,619 in order to get a mortgage. Now, the average salary is about £24,000. But if you're not on the housing ladder yet, chances are you're earning less than that anyway. So if you purchased a house for £250,000, and paid the mortgage over 25 years, you're looking at about £833 a month to pay towards the mortgage. Now that's definitely affordable for someone earning 24K who'd be bringing in about £2,000 a month. But no, they won't actually give you a mortgage if that's how much you're earning. So you're forced to rent. Now let's say you wanted to rent the same property, three bedrooms worth on the housing market about £250,000 you're looking at a rent of about 1,500 to 2,000 plus, depending on what part of London you're in. Now that to me is crazy. In fact, it's more than crazy. I think it's satanic. God overthrew entire nations for these kinds of unjust scales. Let's look at Proverbs 20 verse 23, which says unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord and false scales are not good. And in Nahum 3 verse 1, he said, Woe to the city that has shed much blood. She is a deceiver. She is filled with plunder. She has hoarded her spoils of war. Now, this raises the question, um, how should the body of Christ function in light of this when we see such injustices in our society? Should we go up to the House of Parliament or if you're in the States, the White House or Congress or what have you, start banging on the doors and saying we want justice? Well, not necessarily. Um, I do think we should speak out in, in some way, in a way that we can be heard. But in actual fact, the best way for the body of Christ to respond is actually to turn inward. And what I mean by that is that we should seek to be an example to the nation and society around us by pooling our resources to effectively, I guess, turn the system on its head. 
that we should band together and find ways as a body of people to overcome these barriers whether that be you know pooling our resources together and buying properties for each other or just finding alternative ways and means um, to provide housing for one another i think that if we actually did that that would be even more of an example to the world around us than simply standing on a soapbox and shouting out we would actually bring shame to the nation around us just by the way that we love and serve the body of christ the question is, what could we actually do as a people, as the body of Christ, which would solve such problems as housing crises that we see in the society around us? The next thing I wanted to talk about was valuing your office over those whom you serve. Um, and I think that this is something that I personally have been guilty of and I feel like the Lord convicts or convicted me of this the other day um or you know not even necessarily the other day but has convicted me about this you know over over the last few months i believe um and it's really that sometimes we value our office over the people that is meant to serve our office gives us a sense of value in the body so we don't want to function at full capacity why because the objective of the office is really to make it redundant these offices exist so that they're not necessary anymore that's from ephesians 4 and verse 11 that he gives us apostles prophets pastors teachers evangelists so that the body is built up to the full maturity of you know of the head which is christ now because we see value for example in our knowledge as teachers we don't necessarily want to share all of that knowledge and risk losing our value we value the notoriety that the position affords us more than our identity as a member of christ's body we hoard what god gives us because we want people to come to us for it that makes us feel good about ourselves it makes us feel wanted it makes us feel necessary and needed if everyone had that knowledge we know that they wouldn't come to us for it and i believe that this is partly what's behind the quote-unquote man and woman of god phenomena that kind of sweeps the body of christ these days in that you can't go to god directly for certain things or you can't have certain things for yourself and more so than that i believe that this actually perpetuates much of what we call ministry in the body of christ we have worship leaders because most believers don't know how to worship for themselves we even have prayer and intercession teams because many people don't know how to pray themselves we have hospitality teams many in many cases because the people of god don't know themselves how to be hospitable and we have the clergy or the professional um teaching staff we have this divide between the, the laymen and the the teachers and the pastors who stand at the front of the pulpit because most people don't know how to study and read the word of god for themselves and so what we end up doing is creating these ministries as supplements but also on the flip side of that i believe that many people try to stay 
you know, not give their full to the body of Christ. So teachers don't teach everyone everything they know. Shepherds don't necessarily, uh, you know, set an example for the flock in how to follow after Christ. You know, prophets don't teach other people how to connect in relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Father and have that intimacy for themselves. I'm not saying that this is everyone, but I believe that some definitely do it so that they can hold on to their value in the body of Christ. Thus, we become selfish and unwilling to partner with others. We want to take credit for other people's knowledge and achievements. In doing this, I believe we do violence to the body and place ourselves at its head. And when we do this, we're valuing the office over and above the people that it's meant to serve. And that's kind of it for me today. Um, again, if you are interested in hearing me talk about cinematic theology, about movies, mythology, and meta-narrative, then uh, go to the Anchor app, search for Meta Myth and Movies, and favorite the station. And when I release some new content on it, uh, you'll be able to join in, chime in, listen, and enjoy. Uh, but otherwise, I pray that you all have a blessed day, and I'll speak to all of you soon. God bless. Should we be a prophetic voice in society? That would be awesome, but how? If you read every Christian prophetic book that's out there now, they all have the same basic idea, the same basic underlying theme. Things are terrible, things are going to get worse, we need to get back to Jesus, and things that God wants to do will only come when we get to this new place, which God is going to usher in, and it's going to be dramatic and amazing, and that's every Christian prophecy book. But there's never anything that has any real tangible value. It's just the same droning, we suck, God is awesome, he wants to take us somewhere great message. And that's a big problem for the church, because if we are going to speak on the issues of society, we have to do it with authority and credibility. And here's the reason it's such a big problem. I listen to business leaders, thought leaders, futurists, and people that are truly analyzing the actual trends of society. And they predict things and they have something that the church just doesn't have. And that is historical correctness. That is in three years, five years, seven years. We look back on the things that they said and they happened. Or some variation of them happened. But what does the church have that it can do that? The world is sinful. God still wants to take us to a good place. Like These are things that just never change. You can reprint these books every 10 years and they're still relevant. And that's just not good. Um, you mentioned the housing. And I'm sorry to take up so much of your time. But um, I wanted to kind of break that down. If a mortgage is going to be $700. But then the rent ends up being $1,200, $1,500. 1750 what does that mean if you own it and that is you pay the mortgage you have all of the cost of home ownership on top as expenses right and these are factored in to a uh, a landlord's figures when you pay him rent you're paying the mortgage plus cost for maintenance plus there has to be cash flow he's not doing it for good feelings right he's doing it for money he didn't buy the house so that he could feel good about someone, you know, having a nice place to live. He did it so that he could 
get rich and take care of his family. So you add in all the expenses, and you're right. The numbers you're throwing around, I'm not familiar with them, but like they do. They sound excessive, but the market has accepted those numbers. That is to say there is a supply and demand where there is more people that want to live there than don't, and the rates for rent keep increasing on that basis because there's people competing to be in those houses. Sorry for the excessive call-ins, but you definitely touched my heart there and struck a chord with that segment. you got to realize that the market is deciding those housing prices along with the fraudulence of the banks. Now, this is... Oh, I'm going to take so much time. I'm sorry. This is the part of prophecy I wanted to talk about, though, because you hit it when you talked about real estate. Now, a real prophecy is that this mortgage market is un sustainable in the long term for reasons you cited that it's pushing the lower classes lower and it's pricing people out of the housing market you mentioned the earnings when you look at the earnings of individuals versus the price of the houses back in the 1920s 1930s 1940s a house cost about the same price as an individual's annual income Today, that number is closer to five times. That is to say, median household income in America is about 50000 Median home price is about $250,000, U.S. dollars, of course. And the thing is, that's not sustainable over the long term. What it is, is we've leveraged ourselves to the greatest possible factor that we can as a society. Our currency is overborrowed, and what's going to happen is that with this massive slaughter that's occurring in the commercial real estate space, it's going to cause massive like shockwaves through the entire mortgage market, and then we could see a complete collapse of the currency. See, that's a prophecy. That's a prophecy that people can wrap their heads around and get behind and take action based on. And the church just doesn't have that. In the church, what you're going to hear is, Lord, we need some financial blessings. We say, give your tithes and offerings. It'll come back to you 10, 20, 30, 100 fold. And your cup's just going to run over. And like, I love the church lesson. I really do. But the reality is, is that there's no historical accuracy. So there is no credibility. Like, I listen to people about predictions of the future that I can go back to 2008 and they were right. I can go back to year 2000. They were correct again. That historical accuracy and that, that specific predictability is really what people are going to follow in terms of prophecy and it's a real thing and it's really there but you got to know the patterns so anyway way too many columns but i thank you so much for listening to me uh i'm excited to hear your feedback based on that like is there a real prophecy problem in the church when it comes to specificity thanks again see you hey kurt thank you for chiming in and calling in that was some really great insight there um wanted to touch on the uh, things you were saying about the housing market first um yeah i mean definitely it's understandable why landlords would charge what they charge that isn't actually what my um issue was my issue was the fact that when you go to uh banks and mortgage lenders 
that they expect a certain amount of income which would equate to you know roughly 800 pounds let's say 800 dollars um a month going towards a mortgage um and they would expect you to earn a certain amount of salary to be able to pay that yet when it comes now to renting an apartment you would actually be expected to pay far more in rental fees than you would have to pay in a mortgage so i guess for me is this this logic um of if you know that people would have to pay more to rent why is it that the banks are unwilling to lend those same people the money that they would need for a mortgage knowing that they're probably going to spend even more money to rent which means they would be able to pay the mortgage you know there wouldn't actually be as much risk for the banks but for whatever reason they just don't seem to take that into account so that was more so what my issue was but what you said about the church having a specificity problem when it comes to prophecy absolutely there is a specificity problem and um, what you also touched on in terms of um, you know looking at where the housing market's going to be and then people within the body of Christ being able to speak to that situation and actually give advice to believers on how they could either take advantage of that situation or prepare for it or just let the world know this is what's going to happen next but instead we have this issue and there's two issues in the church one is of this of specificity the other one is of not facing reality and what i mean by that is there is this tendency in the church to look at a situation and deny that it exists and so if it's financial troubles the response is no you are financially prosperous you are mighty you are strong and what have you um and you know we have similar things with with things like sickness and health and what have you it's you know i'm sick it's no you're not sick don't speak that over your life you are mighty you are strong what have you there seems to be this issue in certain sections of the church not all sections but in certain sections of the church where to see yourself as weak you know or weakened in some sense is wrong even though paul said i will boast in my weaknesses and really oftentimes what the body of christ needs is more wisdom not necessarily a miraculous work to get them out of that situation but that's what we want we don't want the discipline we don't want the instruction and we don't want the wisdom we want god to do something miraculous to get us out of that situation um but in terms of a lack of specificity in prophecy yeah i mean and there, there's parallels to those two things um in that there does seem to be i guess almost an industry now of prophecy you know you you will pay people for prophecy and they will give you very generic prophecy um and you know i i, I believe in the prophetic gift that you know i've been a recipient of it <laughs> i've you know i've manifested it myself um so i know that there is a genuine move of god in that area but the body of christ does seem to have a specificity problem in that some prophecies are so generic that they could literally apply to anything um, there are very few things nowadays that do speak um, specifically and when they do they all tend to be around eschatology um, and they always tend to be wrong so you know jesus is coming back on september 25th 2018 you know that sort of stuff that's that's the only area where uh, prophecy seems to start getting specific um but i have found it interesting that um reading scripture especially reading the prophets and the kinds of things that the prophets said 
I've noticed a kind of parallel, I think, between the way that prophets functioned in ancient Israel and the way that the news and media function today. In, in many respects, the media has kind of replaced, at least on a global scale outside of the church, the media has kind of replaced that prophetic voice. And so people that you're talking about who examine trends and look at things they too have actually, in a sense, replaced the prophetic office. And I think that the church has um, been replaced in this sense because in many ways the body of Christ doesn't speak to all of the issues that the world does. Um, and this is a phrase that you'll probably hear me repeat on this broadcast many times, is that the church by and large has given truth to the world and kept only faith for themselves. So we tend to only speak about matters that pertain to godliness, even though we'll say life and godliness, but what we really mean is spiritual and religious life, whereas matters of truth have really been kind of given over to the world the flesh and the devil to kind of you know make that their playground and so because of that the body of christ doesn't tend by and large to speak to these issues doesn't tend to do things like examine trends in finances um examine trends in things like the housing market trends in fashion um in many ways we either have our heads in the ground or our heads in the clouds um you know we're either um, more concerned with, uh, let me put it this way, I think because of many as eschatological views, so views of the end times or just views of the afterlife, most Christians are conditioned to be more focused on preparing themselves for heaven than preparing themselves for the new earth. You, you, you get what I mean? Um, and so what then happens is that Christians tend to downplay the importance and relevance of engaging with the world that we live in now. Um, and, you know, Paul talks about in first Corinthians, uh, speaking to the Corinthian churches about the issue of uh, going to law against one another. And he says, do you not know that you will judge the world? Do you not know that you will judge angels? So it's kind of, what we do in this life is going to prepare us for our ultimate inheritance in the kingdom of God. But that's a kingdom that actually comes down to earth. We are going to live on a physical earth. And so what we do in this life matters. And in many senses, it's preparation for what we will do in the new creation. But because many people just have this view of my aim now is just to prepare myself for heaven, there is this disconnect between what I'm doing on this earth um, and what I'm doing for the kingdom when really, you know, the kingdom is meant to be coming on this earth. So I believe that the way we as Christians are meant to live, we're meant to live as a new humanity. We've been made the new humanity, which means we are given to the world as light to show them how to do this thing called life properly as God intended according to his blueprint and that means that we need to take biblical principles and apply them to everything and I think when we do that we will become a prophetic voice because this is the thing about being a prophetic voice um, prophecy isn't all about prediction prophecy could be about past present and future so you can be a prophetic voice by explaining things that are happening now by uh, giving understanding to things that have happened before and also by foretelling things that are going to happen and so i guess that's kind of an answer to the question of 
you know whether the church has a specificity problem probably one of the reasons is because the church is only thinking about the future not thinking about the present and not thinking about the past not even doing things like reading and examining history studying history and being able to explain to people today this is where god's hand of providence has worked throughout history this is why xyz happened because the prophets of old were able to do that they were able to look back on in israel's history and explain this is why this happened this is what's happening now and this is what's going to happen if things don't change and i believe we do have that you know if if we just open our eyes if we just wise up a little bit examine the past examine the present through the lens of scripture and we will probably gain some insight into things that are going to happen and that i think will give the church more power to be a specific voice that can be heard in the world and then you know if the lord wills to actually give us specific predictions about the future as well praise god but um i do think that that is definitely a way in which the church can do more but um thank you again for chiming in um those were some great insights thank you so much for publishing my call-ins and for your reply i mean i've i gotta be honest i felt really uh foolish calling in five times back to back but i was so inspired by your reply it's such a treat to really know that there's someone that's thinking about these things like you are i mean because i really believe your thinking is so clear we have we've handed off so many things of life over to those that don't follow the lord right to the world and it's a mistake. You know, there's a world that needs real solutions. And the they really need direction. People are looking for direction. And we just hand that off because we're worried about, uh, you know, eschatology, uh, the new Jerusalem, about how our eternal salvation is secure. And we're leaving a lot on the table. If people in the church ever want the church as a whole to ever regain any level of credibility or prominence, we have to become a thought leader again. We have to be the people driving the best ideas. And a lot of that has a lot to do with prophecy. And I never thought of that before. And you just really unlocked a huge key in my mind. So I'm so grateful. You know, you got me thinking about the Old Testament prophets and I'm like, they were as specific as you can be with prophecy, right? There was no names, dates, timelines, none of that. But, but you can't do that. You can't predict the date and the hour, right? But what they predicted, you could see it coming. It was inevitable. And they knew it beyond a shadow of a doubt. And it happened. Thanks so much for the conversation, man. Really edifying. Thank you, Kerf, for calling in because you gave me plenty to think about and, you know, got my mind... Uh, my mind turning in, in certain areas as well so i really appreciate you calling in and yeah i don't mind the back-to-back -back, so <laughs> i appreciate the uh, long and engaged conversation it was really cool and um yeah just the last thing that you were saying about um prophets in that yeah many times some of the things that they said they weren't always necessarily new things you know if you think about 
the quote-unquote major prophets, you know, the Isaiahs and Ezekiels and what have you, the Jeremiahs and all of these guys, many of them were saying things that Moses had said previously, you know, definitely God gave them more, you know, some things that are more specific to their time um, to speak, but in terms of you know, if you guys keep carrying on in your adult uh, idolatry, you're going to be exiled from the land. Oh, but don't worry, God isn't finished with you. That was, you know, exactly what Moses said to them several hundred years previously. So, um, yeah, sometimes having that prophetic voice isn't necessarily telling the people something that's completely new. Sometimes it's just shedding light on what they already know, giving them um, another spin on it or more so just you know giving them the heads up about what's you know what's to come next um granted yeah there will be times where it will be something completely far out that they never would have thought of before and i think the you know the lord normally prefaced that you know when you see this you will know that i am the lord you know that i declared it from ancient times and what have you but yeah i think that's that's definitely just allowing him to um give those words of prophecy as he gives them but generally speaking yeah we definitely as a body need to learn how to speak into the world and speak light into the world um thinking about matthew 5 and what jesus said about you know um yeah that uh, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket and a city on a hill cannot be hidden in other words your light can't be hidden you know just let it shine it will shine through regardless and that's often what we need to do is we just need to take the light bring it to the darkness and let it shine so thanks again for calling in really appreciated it